coming up on Your Best Life. No matter how dark it gets on the earth, no matter how much fear and terror and nervousness is in the world, you and I can be filled with faith and filled with hope and filled with the peace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Welcome to another message by Pastor Phil Pringle, leader of C3 Church. We are praying that this message will bless you and help you live your best life. For more information about Pastor Phil and C3, please visit myc3church.net. Well, it's exciting to be in church. Anybody excited here with me? I'm always excited to be in church. Yeah, I've, I, I think I've preached more times this week than a squirrel collects nuts. You know, it's like I, I just uh, find it uh, amazing how many times you can. Uh, have you ever seen a squirrel ca- ca- catching nuts, yeah, collecting nuts? It is the most hilarious thing. Yeah, they, they, they don't eat them, but they just pick them up and put them in the side cheek here. And you see these guys walking around with these great big lumps either side of their cheek, and it's just nuts. Psalm 65, verse 9, that's where we are. We're beginning a theme called, You Crown the Year with Goodness. This is Psalm 65, and it's such a wonderful psalm that when we were thinking about what we should end the year with, I said, I thought this psalm just was so applicable, where it says in the middle of the psalm, you crown the year with goodness. But the context of him saying that begins in verse 9, you visit the earth and water it, you greatly enrich it. And when God visits, He enriches whatever He visits. You will not find that you are impoverished when God visits you, when He presences Himself with you. You'll only find yourself enriched at every level throughout your whole of life, your relationships, your circumstances, your spiritual life, your mental life. Everything is enriched. The opposite is true when you move away from Him. So we are enriched because the river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. Now, obviously, this is an agricultural community. They had no artificial irrigation processes. They were relying completely on the clouds to cover the land and to break open with rain. And they, they sought God for this. If they had a drought, they were in trouble because they didn't have any other means of getting water on their land. And so, so they were deeply deeply reliant upon God to turn up and fill the rivers with water and rain down from heaven. All the seeds would lie in the ground, failing to realize any potential at all if there was no water. Now, obviously, this translates into the New Testament for every one of us because that water of God, that river of God, the Bible says flows through the church. It flows here. Every time you come here, you're standing on the banks of a river of God. And if you're just visiting, I mean, stand a little closer because the banks are slippery. And you'll find yourself, whoa, just getting into a flow and feeling a fresh life reinvigorating you, refreshing you, renewing you. And at this time of year, that's, that's really important. And it also, as soon as that water hits any seeds that have been planted on the inside of you, dreams and hopes and desires, any promises from God, any prophecies that have been lying dormant down in there, as soon as that river of life hits you, you will find they start to spring into life. Without the water, you're only going to have seeds that lie dormant 
all their life and you do not want to die with potential on the inside of you. You don't want to die in, in your grave and whenever it is. I know that's a morbid thought in, in 20 years or so or 100 years or so and think, wow, if only I had have, if only I could have. Why didn't I get into it a little more? Why didn't I lay my life down a little more? Why didn't I pay the price? Why didn't I just launch out and take the step? You never want to live with that kind of remorse inside of you. Today, make the decision. I'm going to step out into that river. I'm going to let the life of God flow through my spirit and activate every seed that's on the inside of me. Activate all the gifts that are in you. The river of God is full of water. It's not trickling. It's full of water. You provide the grain for so you have prepared it. That's the word of God coming into our lives. You water its ridges abundantly after you've plowed a field and broken it up, made hard soil soft. It's got ridges and the rain comes down and softens the ridges. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Next week, we're talking about your paths. As I was thinking about that message this week, because I'm preaching at the camera uh, for our other campuses and extension services, and, uh, and I always felt a little uncomfortable about that idea of preaching, like having a screen turn up. And in, in, I thought, I don't know if that's going to work. But, but actually... Uh, the Lord spoke to me. He said, don't film what you do here on Sunday and then send it out. Walk in here in the middle of the week and just go straight to the camera rather than it's like people watching you doing what you're doing. Speak straight to the camera and uh, that's how you'll find it'll work. And I walked in here the very first Sunday I did that. I walked in here, I started preaching, and I thought, my God, I feel more anointed right now than I do even on a Sunday. I'm anointed for this, people. Amen. So I don't want you to ever have a negative view. If I turn up here on a screen think, he's anointed for this. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> Clap and shout and say, woo! Yeah. It's just like he's really there. The fact is, when I'm preaching to you, half of you are looking like this anyway. You're looking at this screen. You're looking over there. And it is an astonishing thing to live in a screen generation. But here's the possibility. Because that works, imagine the unlimited possibilities there are of preaching in a hundred locations all over the city with a screen, with a great worship team, with people who have graduated from college and they can lead services and preach occasionally themselves. But what a possibility opens up to us through the internet, through television, through all these kinds of means. We have got to get a message of hope into a generation that is shivering with terror and fear. You and I have the answer. Isaiah 60 says, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. No matter how dark it gets on the earth, no matter how much fear and terror and nervousness is in the world, you and I can be filled with faith and filled with hope and filled with the peace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. If we will keep speaking and being the light of the world, you will find we will make a difference in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Your paths drip with abundance. So I'm going to talk about your paths next week. As I was thinking about that, I thought about those little video games. I know you've never played one, but I looked at one a couple of times, and I hate them actually, but you, you, you kind of walk along a path, and they have the stupid music. And then you've got to jump over a ravine. And if you don't make the jump, you fall down and you go down to another level. But if you make it, you go up a level. And as you jump, there are things in the air, 
Like you grab them like guns or something and extra bullets and whatever else, bazookas and weapons. And then you're on this new level and you're running along. Suddenly there's an enemy. Happily, you jumped over and you grab your, and you're boom, blown to some other ends. And then you go along a little further and boom, up out of the ground comes a big chest of gold that you got coins to buy something. And you go along. And then another thing, an even bigger bazooka comes out because you're going to face a bigger enemy. And I thought, wow. That is just like the pathway God has got for us. Huh? Huh? It's so like that. You're kind of running along, and because you stayed on the path, up comes a weapon, because there's an enemy coming up, and it prepares you for the future. And if you get up a level, it's going up levels and all that kind of thing. And so this is what we'll be talking about next week. But this week, I wanted to concentrate on this idea, you crown the year with your goodness. So let's just finish this little reading off. Verse 12, uh, they drop on the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. I love that image. I love that image because the rain has fallen. The river of God has filled the area. And so all the grass has started growing. And so now flocks are reproducing. All of our connect groups are going to be reproducing. All of our youth groups are going to be reproducing. That is what God has called us to, not just to sit in in, in church every week and keep a seat warm. We've been called to actually make disciples, to bring people, to multiply as a believer. That's my calling, to be fruitful for Him. So the pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. Even the, the darker and lonely places, the Word of God comes alive inside your life, and then they worship. They shout for joy as they sing. Beautiful psalm, one that you could take home and meditate on all week long. You crown the year with your goodness. Can you all say that? You crown the year with your goodness. Let's, let's say it again. You crown the year with your goodness. You know, as I read that, I, I thought of a couple people that I'd met recently. One of them had been trying to buy a property, big commercial property, for four years, Every blockage was, it was coming up against him. And he said, and we were, having, we were just having a meal together, actually, with him. He said, today, I managed to buy that property. Then somebody else came and said to me, you know what? We've just managed to buy a house. Somebody this morning, after I told this story in the chapel service, came up to me and said, you know, we just brought a property this week as well. I thought, man, something's going on here. I think God might be crowning our year with goodness. I think he's going to cause you to have a finish in this year that is better than the whole year put together. So I am prophesying over you, every single one of you, that you are going to have a year crowned with the goodness of God. It's not going to end dismally. It's going to end with a crown on it, a crown of the glory of God. This year is going to finish better than it started. As you come into Christmas, a lot of the things you're afraid of are not going to even be there. It's going to reverse, and curses are going to become blessings. I'm telling you, God is going to crown the year of this congregation with goodness everywhere, showering down on every family's life, on every believer's life. If you're in this congregation, expect blessing, unusual miracles. Expect the unexpected blessing to come your way. Bonuses, increases, all kinds of opportunities opening up. The blessing of heaven is going to shower down on your life and abundance and the blessing of heaven. In the name of Jesus, 
I'm praying and believing that when others are feeling like they're not favored, the people of God are knowing I'm blessed and highly favored because God is the God who crowns the year with goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know when I, when I read that word crown, uh, the year with goodness, I've got to tell you that the first thought that came to my mind wasn't actually what I just said, but I felt that prophecy and that blessing, that pronouncement coming up on the inside of me, and I knew I had to say that in every one of our services this weekend, and I have no doubt that that's going to happen. But then uh, this second point that I want to make in God crowning the year with goodness is a little different to that one. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, when I went to school and studied English, I discovered that whenever ED was on the end of a word, it meant it was past tense. So that means that no matter what trial or temptation you're facing, one day it's going to be past tense. One day it's going to be over. And, you know, you may even find yourself laughing about it and saying, boy, wasn't that? Oh, man. And you'll almost find it funny. Well, look, if it's going to be funny then, it's funny now. <laughs> Why not laugh about it now? and start to rejoice in the middle of a trial, knowing that God has got a divine purpose in store for you. But the word approved means tested. And there are, there are points along that little video game pathway where if you don't make it over there, you go back and you do it again. But if you manage to actually defeat the enemy and you go up a level, you find yourself moving at a larger level, at a greater level, at a more powerful level than you were before because it's like you got a crown on your head. Now, when you get the victory in an area, you're going to come out of that area with that crown. It says of Jesus in the book of Revelation that he is crowned with many crowns. He overcame in so many areas. When you receive Christ, you receive the genetics of an overcomer. You know, uh, when, when they do these, these DNA tests on people, if they do one on your spirit, they'll find overcomer, overcomer, overcomer. Boy, it's in this DNA. This guy's just going to beat everything. This girl's just going to keep on overcoming because the genetic code of an overcomer is in your birthright. You've been born of the Father in heaven, and He has formed you in the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. And you need to know this morning that no matter what you face, you are going to be an overcomer. You can overcome that thing. Now, here's the deal. If you'd wanted a, a life that was free from problems, you should not have become a Christian. <laughs> Being a believer is going to invite a lot more challenges into your life than if you hadn't even been one. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. But you will find that as you travel into a trial, it has a purpose about it. God does not send you trials to defeat you. He doesn't send you pain so that you will be teased about a dream up ahead that you're feeling like I'm never going to make it. The dream that he gave you is always well before it happens and immediately following the revelation of a dream or a vision, there's generally a test. That's the process of God. That's one of the ways of God. 
I need to let you know so that you don't say, hey, I thought I had this big dream. But instantly that you get the dream, he starts to form and fashion you to become the person who can fulfill that dream. Jesus was told at the River Jordan, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He hadn't done a miracle yet. He'd done nothing. But immediately he was driven into the wilderness to a temptation. The word temptation covers a wide variety of trials. And so James 1-2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Various. That means variety. That means we've got a smorgasbord of trials on offer. We're all the way from warfare with the devil, dealing from God, life's storms, fighting devils, all kinds of the things, the stupid things we do that cause us. We have all these trials and temptations. But James says, count it all joy. Don't get depressed about this when you're in a trial. Understand there's purpose in your pain. And your attitude will determine the outcome without any shadow of a doubt. So as you enter into this trial, you've got to understand that it says the working of your faith, the trial of your faith is working patience in you. Patience. Who needs that? I'm already patient. God, I don't need that. I want patience and I want it now. Patience is one thing, but let me give you a more modern word for that. Capacity. Patience is capacity. What's your capacity now, right now? Do you get a couple of problems and you go, oh God, I just want to run away. Or do you get a a little difficulty on the side here and and you think, oh, I'm just going to give up. Uh, I'm going to not be a Christian anymore. I mean, what does it take? How much does it take to get you into a, a place where you're collapsing? So God is trying to help you become stronger. Because over here, you've got this dream of this massive vision, and you think, this is what I want to be. Little do you realize that you're not quite the person that could cope with that vision yet. So he has to take us through situations and various trials to bring us to that point where our capacity is increased. Because you might have a, 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 like a 55cc motor down here. You've got a little post, post office bike, and... And, and going along on your little bike, sounds like a sewing machine with wheels. And you go, here I'm in church. God, I have a really big vision. Can you give it to me now? You go along like this. I said, oh, man, if I gave you that. Up here, you, you need, you need a, a 12.5-liter, 12-cylinder engine. You, like, you got a little 50cc motor down here. Like, one of those little Honda machines. Remember those? Kickstart. You're getting along with that and notice every little bump. But over here, you need a Mack truck motor, huge motor to carry this dream. If he, if he says, okay, come over here, have this dream, and he puts that little 50cc motor in the Mack truck, and you're going, you blow up. It's too much. The motor capacity is not there. But you've got to understand that as you feel pressure coming on you, it's making you a bigger and a better person. Yeah, you're going to become a greater person when you emerge out. You'll have a crown of life. 
on your head. A crown of life, you'll be ruling in life, feeling bigger. Oh, when God stretches your heart, how painful is that? I mean, you go like, oh God, you do something stupid, like you come out on an altar call. You want to be bigger. Anybody want to be bigger? Yeah, come down. Oh God, make me bigger. Okay, God says, yeah, sure, we can do that. You up for this? You know, yeah, yeah, of course I am, Lord. Yeah, I want to do that. Says, oh God. So the trial of faith is when a thing takes a long time. You you get the vision, you think it's going to happen tomorrow. A year goes by. Have you still got faith then? Another year. How's your faith now? Are we getting upset with God? You told me. I'm walking out of here. Be careful with that. God might say promise. (laughs) It's like step by step, he's increasing you. It may be imperceptible to you. But once you've beaten the lion, you'll meet a bear. And the bear will bring a giant killer out of you. Then you meet the giant and it brings a king out of you. You have to find that each one of these things are going to stretch you. It was not a pleasant experience at the time. But he's going to crown the year with goodness. And getting that crown on your world may be that you traveled through some pretty difficult moments. You say, God, I've got the dream. Let's go for it. He so he grabs your heart, grabs the top, gets the bottom. He goes, okay, let's do this. You go, yeah, God, I can, I can do this. You feel your heart stretch. You go, oh, that hurt. Like those people said that about me. You know, you want me to forgive them? He says, yeah, go ahead. Oh, God, I hate, I love them. I love them. Oh, God, where does the dream come Oh, I can't take this anymore. Oh, God, you've got to get me out of this problem. I can't stay in the kingdom. <laughs> oh, God, I am going to not follow you anymore. This is too hard. Oh, God, here I am in church again. I said I'd never go back there, but here I am again. Where's your being? God, I can't. I think you can take a little more. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, 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 oh. It's like you're having a baby. Oh, 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 oh. God, what happened? When are you going to let me go? I don't know. God, all right, all right. Whatever you're going to do in my life. All right, I surrender. Oh, oh, I'm starting to like it now, Jesus. I know I'm getting big. Oh, God. Oh, I surrender. Oh, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus. I surrender. Oh, yeah, we're there. You good? Oh, God, I'm good. Whatever you want. Oh, we can stop it then. Boom. You get this big heart. It's all soft and flabby. You know? Everybody meets. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, even your enemies, you go, oh, I love you. Yeah, like, Bless them, Jesus. You become a complete idiot. You've just become somebody overflowing with, with God. You got bigger. You got bigger through the trial. Don't despise the chastening of the Lord. Don't despise the tough times. They're doing far more for you than laughter ever will. Pain will teach you just about everything you need to know. I hate, I hate hearing that. 
I mean, I have some great preaching statements in here. The cloud is black before it breaks. The wilderness is the way to Canaan. The low valley leads to the towering mountain. But it's true. Even though they're kind of cliched terms, it's reality, friends. No matter what you're facing, let it be the crown of goodness on your life. God's shaking your hand. He's saying, you can do this. It's the greatest compliment you'll ever have, a trial from God. I just wish he wouldn't compliment me so much. Amen. (laughs) I know you're saying that. Wallace Johnson, builder of numerous Holiday Inn motels, you might have stayed at one, one of his motels at some stage, and he built a lot of convalescent hospitals. He said, when I was 40 years old, I worked in a sawmill. One morning, the boss told me, you are fired, depressed, discouraged. I felt like the world had caved in on me. It was during the Depression. and My wife and I greatly needed the small wages I had been earning. When I went home, I told my wife what had happened. She asked, what are you going to do now? I replied, I'm going to mortgage our little home and go into the building business. My first venture was the construction of two small buildings. Within five years, I was a multimillionaire. Today, if I could locate the man who fired me, I would sincerely thank him for what he did. You may think it's a bad thing that's happened to you, but it doesn't have to be. This is my third point. All things work together for good to those who love God. He crowns us with goodness. That goodness is going to work in your life because you're in Christ. It's, it's not magic. It's kind of like magic. It's like a, a force, a power. It's called blessing. It's on your life, and it takes even the worst things that happen to you and makes them turn out for good. If you haven't got that on you, you will find that even the best things that you've got going for you can turn out for bad. And so having blessing on your life, no matter, it's almost unfair. It's feeling like you're cheating in life because you've got this blessing. And if you're Joseph, even if your brothers hate you, want to kill you, want to murder you, you end up being the king of Egypt. It doesn't matter. It, it just works for you. If, if, if all, the, all, the, all the legal people and all the government are against you and they throw you down to the den of lions, it's going to work for you. You come out and you might think it's a bad day getting thrown to the lions, but it's actually the best day of your life. Because you come out and the king writes to everybody around his world, which is pretty much the whole world, causing an international worldwide revival that everybody will bow down to the God of Daniel. The God who delivers from the lion's den. We just think it's a little deliverance, but it had international repercussions all throughout the ages. Peter and John, all of these men, Jesus on the cross, you would have thought this is a bad day, getting an innocent man being crucified on a cross, and now he's killed and the stones rolled across the grave. That's, that's a pretty final bad day, but I've got to tell you, God has surprises in store for every single one of us. A couple days morning later, he was up out of that grave speaking to disciples, defeating the devil, resurrection life, had overcome any death that had come against him. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation. Paul told his converts, through, the, we must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. And then in 1 Peter 1, 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. And then Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 12, Beloved, 
Do not think it a strange thing concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Don't think this is strange. This is part of life following Jesus. It's part of the life we're being called to. The thing that you've got inside of you is this little package of genes, this genetic code that says I'm an overcomer in whatever situation I'm in. So no matter what is happening to me, I can find that switch Switch on the overcomer and live above my circumstances. And even if I haven't got a miracle where I want a miracle, I can live above that unresolved circumstance, worshiping, singing, glorifying God in every circumstance. I can give thanks for everything because I know that God has given me a dream not to tease me, but He's creating the kind of person who can fulfill my tomorrow. And let me tell you this, this church has an enormous tomorrow. It has another level that we are going to. And you might find yourself as a connect group leader or as a ministry in the church going through things that you never anticipated. But here's the thing. He is forming in you Christ himself. He's forming in you a greater capacity. He's equipping you with weapons for warfare that you haven't encountered yet. He is putting into your lap resources and kinds of things that you could never have gotten unless you went through that tunnel, unless you walked through that valley. And you will find that every step of the way, if you're anticipating that my world is crowned with goodness, you will exceed no matter what happens. Listen to me. It's too long to read the, read the chapter in, in the book of Acts, but it's a magnificent chapter about Paul and his shipwreck. He is in a storm for two weeks long. He, the storm will not stop. Just, it's raging all around. They've thrown everything overboard. You would think that they're going to come through that into a day of victory. Paul stands on the bow of the boat and he says to the men, and it's 200 criminals. You can't always get to choose the people who journey with you. <laughs> he's been put on a ship to go to Rome with criminals because he's treated like one himself. He's standing there and he says to these men, he starts preaching to them in the middle of the storm after two weeks of disasters. He says, I believe God. Beautiful statement. I don't know how you're feeling at the end of two weeks in a storm and your boat is just about to be destroyed. He says, I believe God. We will be saved. He says, not one man is to leave the boat. The boat goes up on a sandbar. It's destroyed. Everybody's holding on to a board. They surf onto the beach. It's somewhere around the Maldives or Malta or wherever. Two different, very different places. They turn up. It's Malta. They turn up on the beach, and all the locals run down, screaming at them, in their language. But they're friendly people. And, and they say, oh, just come on board. And they drag them all up on the beach. And they start to light a fire. And Paul goes and grabs some sticks. One of the, in out of the sticks comes a snake and goes on him. And he thinks, my year is crowned with goodness. That's what he thinks. He thinks that. Because all the natives say, they, all the locals, they say, like, he's an evil man. He might have escaped the sea, but the gods have got him here. Well, he shakes it off. He says, no, that's not going to hurt me. I'm crowned with goodness. Everything works together for good for me. He shakes it off. And when they see that he doesn't fall down dead, they all bow down to him thinking he is a god. He says, stop that. No, that's not how it's going to be. I mean, it didn't matter what happened to him. He knew he was crowned with goodness that all things work together for good in my life and in your life. 
Listen to me. You've got a crown on your head this morning. You are crowned with the goodness of God. All things are working together for good in your life. It'll be a high adventure. Some of them will be challenging and difficult. You'll be overwhelmed with anxiety some days. You'll be depressed with discouragement some days. You'll be angry with resentment some days. But as you keep walking on that pathway and keep moving towards that desired destination that God has got for you, you'll find He'll keep expanding your heart, making you a bigger person, someone who's ready for what's out in front. C3 Church is a vibrant, contemporary community of people who want to know Jesus more and be equipped to live their best life. We have over 300 churches around the world waiting to welcome you. So find your nearest C3 at c3churchglobal.com. Hi, everybody. Look, I just wanted to take a moment to say a big thank you. I mean, the biggest thank you I can possibly make to all of you who partner with us. You send in contributions and offerings to help us resource people to bring out podcasts. And in so many different ways, we're able to bring the glorious, the amazing message of Jesus to so many people's lives. And they are transformed. People's lives are literally turned right side up every time Christ comes into their world. Because you're partnering with us, because you are faithful and because of your generosity, we're able to keep preaching and keep this entire broadcast and communication of the gospel happening all around the world. So once again, thank you. God bless you. I'm praying and believing with you for an abundance to be poured into your world and to be blessed in your families, in your homes, in your businesses, at every